The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Miss Emily. I appreciate your intro today. I'm Mac McCoy, and we are live on your local radio station, as well as on Facebook, YouTube, and also the Roku channel. We have a new Roku channel, and you just go to Roku, uh, like you would any Fire Stick, Amazon, whatever you go to, and uh, search for The View from a Pew. And there will be our channel, and all these programs uh, will be on that channel. So we appreciate the folks at Roku for letting us be a part of what they're doing. Uh, today, my guest is Richard Leiter. He is a, a pastor, not a pastor, he's a, a professor of law at the University of Nebraska. And why I have him here, not to talk law, although I'd love to do that, I'm a, I'm a law person, Um we're talking about his conversion from Judaism into Christianity and how he got there. And we were talking last show about how you read all four of the Gospels and didn't get it yet, but you were kind of reading it to um, put it down. To disprove, disprove the theology of the New Testament yeah, using only the Old Testament. Now... Yeah. I told you right before uh, we took a break uh, on our last show is that were you allowed to read the second half of Isaiah 52 and all of 53? Sure. Um, But it's one of those things that um, at least in Reformed Judaism we read, but we interpreted it differently. Um, The suffering servant was interpreted as Israel. There was a large amount of the um, uh, sort of the motivation behind Zionism was that, you know, God wasn't going to come and save us necessarily, but he's equipped us with um, the energy and the insight to do it ourselves, to help ourselves. So the the nation of Israel was sort of an analogy or metaphor for the suffering servant. And then you get into 53. Yeah. I, I've never understood this, and we haven't talked about this, but I've never understood how a Jewish person could read from their book, yeah. your book, Old Testament, Isaiah 52 and 53, and not say, oh, well, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do that, did you? No. Um, there was a overwhelming sort of presupposition culturally that that couldn't be. Um, there were so many other things that Jews would look at when they were looking at Christianity that showed us that it couldn't possibly be uh, true. And if you look at it um, historically from a Jewish perspective, there's a lot of evidence for it. The pogroms, the Inquisition, all of the various persecutions, um, uh, even the uh, Crusades, um, if, from our perspective, we looked at that was Christianity, Jesus never said, you know, murder Jews and call 
Jews up for inquisition, all kinds of discrimination. Then the Holocaust was the crowning jewel. So if, so Jesus was just sort of dismissed. It couldn't be. All right, so I want to take a, a break for just a second, and I want sure. you to help me understand why the world doesn't like Jewish people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, I Dave. just, I really don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. Um, there's, uh, I don't know. It, it, it ha- I'm at a loss as to okay. explain why. I think that um, because we are, they're both a religion and a cultural thing. Um, a lot of people believe it's a race. And um, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, the Jewish values, which are really the same as Christian values, um, a very tight-knit uh, community. Um, we were good, um, you know, as we were ghettoized throughout Europe Early in our history, we lived in our own um, parts of town. Did you say ghetto eyes? Ghetto, yeah. So you lived in the ghetto. And that's because, you know, in in any of the cities in Europe, um, there was a Jewish part of the city. Okay. Part of it was because a, a Jewish tradition, you don't drive or, um, you know, you walk everywhere on the Sabbath, have kosher meals so it was important for them to live in um community tight community yeah also judaism has a real passion for learning and uh studying one of the greatest things that a jew can do is study the um the torah the five books of moses and all of the prophets we read the 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 Bible constantly. And then there's a strong uh, tradition of oral tradition, the Midrash and yeah. the Talmud. And none of those are really set in stone actual laws or rules. Um, a lot of people misunderstand it that, um, you know, the kosher laws, geez, if you don't, you know, if you eat a piece of bacon, you know, something's going to happen. You're, you're going to get sent to the pokey or something. Um, they're not. They're the, the Jewish tradition, um, one of the blessings, hero is, hero, uh, pray, uh, Shema Yisrael. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, oh, gosh. Baruch uh, Praise be thou, Lord our God, ruler of the universe, who has sanctified us by your commandments. Okay. And this is the key. The, all of the rules of the tradition were given to us by God and by passed on through oral tradition from the, um, and they, they trace oral tradition all the way back to Moses. Yeah. Um, they were rules that were given to us to allow us to draw closer to God. So that's a long way of illustrating. Jewish people generally have um, a real desire for learning. Yeah. And so we've always been successful professionally. We've been successful merchants. Um, 
we have our own food and our own communities. And so I think that in um, European communities and a lot of different communities, yeah. the Jews were successful. And we were a minority wherever we were. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the reason that people don't like Jews is because they were jealous of yeah. our success. Yeah, I, I've, all, I've, uh, I've been fascinated with the fact that Tom Brady, yeah. who won four Super Bowls yeah. with the Patriots, um, he's not very well liked. Yeah. And it's only because he's successful. Mm. And I don't, I don't get that at all. Um, and I'll also tell you this. So I was, uh, uh, in an orphanage Mm. till I was eight months old and then, um, uh, adopted by my mom and dad. And they're still, believe it or not, they're still living. They're 80 or 93 years old. But I always felt like, and I said out loud, I'm part Jewish. Uh Uh-huh. Now, obviously, I didn't know what I was part of anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I was born to an unwed mother, and you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, um, but I always thought that I had some connection with the Jews because I didn't understand Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to a Christian church every day or every Sunday of like 48 weeks a year. Yeah. And I didn't think wrong of jesus i didn't think uh I, I thought christians were a little silly yeah uh for what they believed in but uh just felt that i had some jewish in me so i paid attention a lot to the old testament yeah and uh uh it's interesting that um the church that i went to over there is one of the largest lutheran churches in the world mm-hmm. and when they had their nine or ten christmas uh services i would always play isaiah uh and I would read from the book of Isaiah about how Jesus was born. Yeah. Then when he mugged me, which happened in 2010, I, I, God didn't change to me, but I, I heard the gospel for the first time. And I heard it a billion times, but I heard the gospel, and I always used the term Jesus mugged me. Yeah. Uh, because if you and your bride, Wendy, were coming out of the Omaha a convention center late at night after a concert and somebody put a gun in your back and said, give me everything you got and then told you to lay down and count to a hundred and don't look back. That's mugging. Yeah. And what Jesus did for me was he took, boy, he's taken so many of my character defects, which I thought were positive things by the way. Mm -hmm. But, um, so that's why I say mugged. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine, Doug Olson, who has always been a Lutheran since he was growing up mm-hmm. and uh, became a Lutheran pastor. He says, well, I wasn't mugged, but he was hugged yeah. by Jesus because he really didn't have a born-again experience. Yeah. All um, right, so that's that's a rough road. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you, 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 you read Isaiah 52 and 53, but you weren't allowed to, I'm put, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you weren't allowed to b- believe in Jesus. Well, we were just told that it was, there was a, um, the Christians had a false interpretation. I mean, I can relate a funny story. Um, the, the rabbis were debated uh, okay. those prophecies and debated Jesus and his claims to be the Messiah and, and the Christian claims that Jesus was the Messiah. Um, and they just said, 
there's no way that this uh, person who was crucified and who didn't uh, conquer the Romans or Greeks who were occupying Israel, you know, Palestine at the time, that he didn't come back and save the people, that he couldn't be the Messiah. The Jews yeah. were looking for someone to rescue yes. the Jews and bring them back and rebuild the temple. Yeah, your, your Messiah would have been a warrior. Yes. Leading people into judging, battle. Judging the yeah. enemies. and yeah. yeah. No, that wasn't Jesus. And so, no, and and so um, you know the the rabbis and Jews over the centuries would sort of read Isaiah and read those prophecies and come up with different interpretations. All right. When our next show starts, I want to talk to you a little bit about you lived in Israel for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to switch, if I can, a little bit on this current event of what's going on over there. Okay, sure. If you can help me understand. Sure. Uh, Because I don't understand why there are people who are on the Palestinian side. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't get that. But we'll talk about that. My guest is Richard Leiter. Got it right. See, I'm doing good now. Yep. And uh, he was a Jew until he was 28. And then uh, Jesus mugged him, and he's now a, a reformed Christian. Would that be the right way to so, say it? Now? No, yeah. I'm orthodox. Orthodox, okay. And uh, we're coming back. We appreciate you being here. We also appreciate the folks at DivineTruthChristian.com. Anything you want that's Christian, you can order from those folks from anywhere in the world. And here's the neat thing. You'll actually talk to one of the owners. It's owned by a family, and they're the ones always on the phone with you. I think that's so cool. All right, we're coming back on The View from Pew. Thanks for listening. Divine Truth Christian Story.